You are now listening to Carly's Couch. I'm Carly. And I'm Lex. In this podcast, we discuss a wide array of topics about life and how to live your best life. Whatever that looks like for you. (laughs) Hope y'all enjoy. This week on Carly's Couch, we talk about sexual desire. There are things that we can focus on for ourselves that will allow us to experience better desire and become more desirable. (laughs) Get a sexual healing. Baby. Oh, actually, you know, I need to do a karaoke night soon. Yeah, I'm coming too. I'm coming too. <laughs> oh boy. Sexy, That's gonna be a sexy, clip as sexy. well. Um, hi, I'm Lextopia. And I am Cece Fierce My slash Carly Carpio. <laughs> My host with the most. Um well, y'all watching the video, she definitely oh got on gosh. the most today. You know, we talking about sexual desire, so I'll try and do a little song. Oh. <laughs> Awesome. Um, welcome to Carly's Couch. Happy Monday or whatever day it is. Um, let's go ahead and start out with this question from the couch that so many of you answered. And the question was, what was the coolest experience you had that exposed you to a different culture? Um, I'm going to hit these first two. So I went to an Eritrean wedding a couple of weeks mm. ago. And the ceremony, the dress, the hair, the dancing, they were telling us, you know, what everything meant. And it was just so beautiful. Everybody was so warm and welcoming. So shout out to them. Um, mm-hmm. And then another one was uh, when I was in Vietnam, um, we were like walking around and just exploring it. And Vietnam is on the lower end of the development scale for countries. Mm-hmm. And so like everybody was just like eating in the middle of the street and stuff. Then they'll move at night and people are on there or no, they'll eat at night and then move during the day so people can go to work. So that was cool. But then there was like old uncles outside that were like brewing beer in their front yard. And we definitely sat on just some little chilling. tiny stools and they drank <laughs> beer. I don't even like beer, but I felt like I, it was part of the culture. So I was like, Oh, let me just like enjoy. Cool. Mm-hmm. And to the first one too, any wedding that's of a different culture is always fire. I, would like to go to a few different weddings. Um, I need just somebody to, to marry that. an Indian person yeah. so I can go to an Indian wedding. African wedding. Yeah, all of those are always cool. Um, and then the second thing you said reminded me, I, I totally didn't think about this, but I had a friend, we went to, she's half Mexican, I believe, but we went to this random place. It wasn't far from here in LA, but it was like in, in the outskirts. And these people, I forgot what the name of the drink was, but like you milk the cow right into your cup and then like they mix stuff in it and you drink it. And like everyone was just outside chilling, like doing this. And I'm like milking the cow. And it was just so random. But like there's so many pockets of like cultural things that you can find even without going out of the country. Um, we had three folks mention Ghana and going to Accra or Accra. Please correct me on what the, how you say the capital name. Um, one said it was deeply sad, but definitely gave them a renewed sense of self. And I know that because of how they have um, those castles and it's like the last place that people would see before they were out to slavery. There's a lot of spaces that you can go see where you can see the mm-hmm. the results and, and the things that happen because of colonialism and slavery. So a lot of people do say that it's sad, but it like it, it feels like it brings it all home. Um, somebody else said Afrochella felt like it was home, never felt at ease like that. Didn't realize what I was carrying every day in the stress. And then the last one with Ghana, they said they went to the year of return and they visit the Elmina uh, slave castle as well. Mm-hmm. Um, another person said that they loved learning about Santeria in Cuba. Mm, that's cool. Uh, Cuba, And that they loved every minute learning about the religion and the region and just everything that was. Mm, that's cool. Another one had said, um, that um where was it somebody said something about going to oh the next one an indigenous african school in cuba so that's probably really interesting as well 
Um, one other one was an indigenous village in Argentina. So I know like whenever you get to see like the real people mm-hmm. of a space, that's, that's always really interesting. And it's always interesting. Cause I, when I travel, I want to see and experience that. Mm-hmm. And also like, I don't want to like push turret, like touristy things and like mess them up. Like, I don't know. It's a, it's an interesting mm-hmm. balance. Um, someone said interning as an electrical engineer in a salt mine in upstate New York, <laughs> fun people. That's another fun one because it's like just a random different group of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you go like those West Virginia mines and stuff too, that's like a total different breed of people. <laughs> um, so it is very interesting. One said visiting Pompeii. Another said their trip to South Africa and experiencing the market in Johannesburg. Someone said eating in the Philippines with their teammates on banana leaves, which is called a Kamayan barbecue. It's traditional. Okay. Filipina. And um, I think this was since my friend said mission trip to South Africa. So I think it's always cool. People going to different countries in Africa, especially for um, black Americans, Mm because you feel like you can kind of connect to something. I think for me, one of my um, the coolest like exposures to total different culture would have been in Eastern Europe in Romania when I was 16. Um, And probably mostly because I was in communication with like children. So I was hanging out with like children, like 16 ish and a little bit younger and, and just seeing like how much gratitude they had and how excited they were for life. Even though one of the girls was like going blind and couldn't take care of herself. One girl was like, she couldn't afford the bus to go to school and all these different things. So I remember that being a really, really big point where I recognized how blessed I was and the things that we have here. And, and it also made me mad at the type of culture that we have here mm-hmm. that takes advantage of those things. Like these folks would give us like their last of anything, you know, very happily and joyfully. And so I think that was one of the first times I really experienced um, that. And, and it really changed my mindset about um, just about how I view the things that I have. Yeah, that's that's tough, too. Um, But I think it's always beautiful to experience new cultures and you don't even have to leave the states to really do that. There are Mm -hmm. so many places here, too, that you can go explore. So go do that. All right. And now to explore sexual desires. (laughs) Um, Today, we talk about how we can own our sexual desires, um, the power behind like your desires and how you can let all of that work for you. And I think a lot of times we're sidelined by that. Right. Um, you know, we want to be wanted so badly or you might want something so badly, but I think we don't realize that sometimes we're kind of blocking that. Mm-hmm. Um, we can create environments where we don't, we don't feel in, in desirable or um, we're making ourselves kind of less desirable in certain spaces. And so we're going to talk about like how to kind of create that environment for desire to grow, to, to evolve, to, to happen. And when we talk about desire, we mean sexual. And the, it is the feeling of being turned on, of wanting someone, of feeling wanted. Mm-hmm. And so all romantic and sexual desire. When's the last time you felt that? Today, yesterday, <laughs> every day, hmm. all the days. What about you? Well, I'm ovulating right now. So, like, honestly, <laughs> <laughs> yesterday yesterday I was, like, uh, I was about to send out a few messages. But um, I think I know that was because of my hormones. Mm-hmm. But I was, like, well, I feel like I, I felt like I look good. I, and I just I just wanted to feel that, like, kind of mm-hmm. a spark or connection. Um, but I don't have any, like, real like stories are like oh my gosh like I really felt like uh with a specific person or anything like that at this at this second when do you feel desire the most or like Mm. when are you most drawn to a partner I so I think I feel desire the most when I feel good when I feel like I look good Mm -hmm. um when my confidence is high then it's 
that's when it's easier for me to, when I'm out and about, I, you know, you have a different air because like, I know I look good right now. And so, um, you feel good. You're more smiling and, and you might be more flirty and with a little <laughs> talking to people and like, you know what I mean? Like when you yeah. feel good, you just, you're carefree. And I think people see that vibe. They can see that you're not like tight or like, um, kind of going through it or whatever. Cause we can wear that on our faces a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, what about you? When do you feel desire? Um, I love what you said. Like whenever you feel good about yourself, like when I'm taking care of myself, when mm-hmm. I'm well rested, when I'm not hungry, when I'm not stressed out and have a bunch of stuff going on, or when I have already handled all of my things, I also feel like really sexy and feel good. Like when I just do that shit, like whenever mm-hmm. I like accomplish something and do really well or, um, you know, and really working in my purpose, um, like when I'm celebratory, when mm-hmm. I've like achieved something big or like one something, like I'm like, oh, like I'm excited. Yeah. I want to celebrate. Um, and something else that I, I always feel um, my best too, which is weird. Like I always feel my best when I'm like real fresh, like without any makeup on. And like I'll just look in the mirror and be like, wow, like I feel like I look so good. And then as soon as you like try to take a picture, or, like it does not look like that. Yeah, or if you just step out like <laughs> raw like that, you'd be like, eh, I look sleepy as hell or whatever. But I don't know what it is, but it's something about like I feel like I look the best in – but then something changes. I don't know when I'm trying to like capture it. And yet I think it's interesting because a lot of guys or people when you're talking about being sexually attracted to people will be like, wow, like that's when when they really mm-hmm. see you. Right. So it's like other people, I feel, appreciate seeing you more than maybe we do sometimes. Um, but I think the biggest ingredient is you feeling comfortable with that. Right. Like how you just look rolling over or whatever. And I think that's um like, cause you're bare, you're vulnerable, mm. you're, you know, yourself, you don't feel done up. And like, maybe, you know, you're wearing that confidence. Like you just yeah. get out of the shower and, and like, I think we you just, look good. We've just overdone it to where it's like, you do look fine and you do look cute, like without doing anything else. Right. Um, what about now? Like wh- how you feel most drawn to the partner? Um, so there's a quote that says that like foreplay is everything that happens between the last mm-hmm. time that something happened. And so everything. And so I feel most drawn to a partner when they are intentional with me, when they um, hold space and listen to me are attentive, when they're playful and curious and mm-hmm. when we're doing new things together or exploring and going on adventures, when we're laughing, um, I love like, I'm, I love physical touch. So hand on my lower back, you holding my hand, my, touching my shoulder, mm-hmm. like just letting me know you're here with me is always whenever I feel like the desire. Yes. peak. Yeah. That playfulness that like, they're just paying attention to mm-hmm. you. Um, similarly, like for me, it's like, um, just things that kind of keep that small connection kind of going. But also for me, I'm very much turned on when I see somebody in their zone mm-hmm. when they're being confident, like, um, like if they're a construction worker and I'm seeing them going with a drill, I'm be like, Ooh, you, you killing that. <laughs> you killing that boo. Mm-hmm. Um, well, like whatever, right. They driving the bus and like whipping that joint um, but in their zone. Sometimes even too, like, um, the way people drive sometimes, like the way they're handling, you know, a machine or whatever, like that could turn you on. People Building build things. things with their hands. Um, I'm men a sucker for men. that. <laughs> <laughs> cooking, Building, yeah. cooking for me, I'm a sucker yeah, for that. Yeah. Like, like loving one me in different ways, physical, yeah. different things. I'm um, just being there, like I you said. Love, but seeing them do things that they know they do well, but then sharing that with you and doing that for you because it's like I like feeling like you want to impress me that you want to put effort into it. Right. That's important for me. And so, um, all of those things will make me, um, will turn me up 
because I feel like I'm being appreciated and, mm -hmm. and we're sharing something together. Yeah, thoughtfulness, a little bit of thoughtfulness yeah. goes such a long so way. Long. Oh my and God. And then you'd be blown because it's like, why don't you think about certain things? Like for me, I know how I think about things and then I'd be pissed off when other people don't think the same way. So yeah. that's just a matter, I think, of finding like the right person and, and what you know you need. And I think in my relationships, that's what I always kind of continue to learn. Like what exactly is the important things that make me feel good in, in the relationship or, or keep me turned on? Because as soon as I do have to like, and I'm saying have to as if I didn't choose to, but as soon as you kind of got to be like, then you're not going to clean up, you know, we're not going to do that. And you start nagging and stuff like the desire is like gone because now I'm like your mom and, and it, it changes things the way they see you. It changes the way I feel when I'm around you. Like, why is everything messed up? And so at that point, it's like you've kind of substituted desire for a different type of dynamic and relationship. And I think I'm definitely learning what types of personalities or qualities kind of lead towards that and what I actually need them to be able to come to the table kind of with, um, so that I don't feel like I have to fall into that space. And I think that that's so important and something that we do not take into consideration. But I guess you can't really know until you're there, right? You have to date mm. so you can learn these things. But yeah. that's actually what sparked this idea for this episode. I was listening to um, Esther Perel talk about desire. And something she said is, like, it's not always your partner's job to turn you on. And I think in mm. relationships, mm -hmm. it can become very easy to be like, man, he never turns me on. He never yeah. does this or blame the other person, man. She never tries for me, but it's like, are you trying for yourself? And then this idea of mm -hmm. owning our desire, like we own, you know, our own sexual turn-ons, we own our own desires. And you know, what does that look like to be responsible for your own desire? Mm -hmm. Um, I think what it looks like is also not just that you're coming to the person or to the situation, hoping they turn you on, but also, that you come to the situation not looking for the negative. Let me um, let me say that differently. Sometimes you have to decide, like, okay, let me let me smile and show up a certain way, even if you may not be feeling quite like that. Or let's say you might be going through something with your partner or whatever. But I've noticed that well, if I pick up the phone, like, hey, or like, you know, like whatever, then they kind of like, eh, then it's everything's eh. But if I'm like, hey, you know, even if I'm not quite feeling it, but I know I want to get get it, make it a space where I want mm -hmm. I want us to have it be in a space that feels good right now. And then I have to bring that to the table myself. I have to um, smile and flirt. And sometimes we have to do that instead of waiting for them to hopefully feel that way. Because sometimes they're scared or nervous or like, I don't know how you, what mood you're in or, you know, whatever, right? And so the way you show up, is uh, what was the actual question how you how to own your desires yeah how, how to own your desires like what does that look like i think it's you deciding how you want to show up and continuing to show up that way regardless of the things going on um and how you have conversation even if it's to address an issue or something yeah it's I think that desire is an ebb and flow. Like you're not going to be mm -hmm. turned on 24 seven, like hormones be crazy. Yeah, life be life in. Yeah. And, and it's really hard sometimes to be turned on whenever your money ain't right. Mm -hmm. Whenever your relationships ain't right. You just got fired. Something happened. You like, I don't want to do this right yeah. now. This is yeah. not what's going on. But I think, um, thinking about, you know, your ideal self and how you want to show up for your partner, like, and for yourself, like, what does that look like to make sure that your cup is always full so you can show up full for them? Mm -hmm. Because for me, um, it's not just like sex, like romantic desire too, like wanting to be around my partner, all of that. Yeah. And I realize how hard that is sometimes to hold space for them and to show up for them the way I want to whenever I'm not taking care of myself. And mm -hmm. so, <laughs> and that leads also to like a resentment a lot of times mm -hmm. when you feel like you're kind of catering to like 
helping them feel good or feel better. But then it kind of feels like, well, am I getting that treatment or well, well, I don't really feel that great myself. And it's like, well, actually maybe you should be refocusing yourself. Yeah. Um, in a way that you're at a, at a better place to then kind of work with them. But, um, being selfish is always a good thing. I think, um, and just because you say that doesn't mean that means you're an a-hole to everybody or, or whatever. It just means you understand what you need and you are at least Aiding able those. to take accountability of like, okay, well, I need a little more space or, you know, maybe let me let me go to dinner by myself tonight or let me hang out with my friends because mm-hmm. maybe y'all are doing too much and it's kind of smothering each other and don't have space, whatever it may be. Um, but look at what you need and, and I think you can own your desires by, I think, by, by doing what you want to do. Yeah. If you, I think if you truly can do the things you want to do. And sometimes, so let's say, uh, to, get, to get real, not real freaky, but like just to wild us out, um, you might be maybe interested in somebody else. And, and like there's ways to do whatever you want to do and you actually like communicate and are honest with people, right? Like I could express like, hey, I'm actually interested in this. I've actually done that before. I like, express right. like I'm interested in this. And they were like, okay, well, you know, you figure out what you want to do. Like, go ahead and explore it. Figure out what you're trying to do. Da, 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 and let me know. But it's like, you could sneak around, you could do whatever, or you could just own what you mm. want, own what you want to try to do Maybe. and express that. And, and when you really express it and step into it, it's like, I don't know, anything that kind of happens from that is like, at, at least you're spoke up, you know, you communicate it. And so that's one of the biggest ways that I think you can own your desires is first, like understanding yourself Mm -hmm. and checking in and being honest. I think that it's so easy for us to be socialized into wanting to show up with what our partner likes. Like they might have Mm -hmm. a kink or they might have a thing that they like, but maybe we don't really like that thing, Mm -hmm. but we've, we want to do it because they want to do it. Or as women, like we're so socialized to to just show up, bro. (laughs) We're so socialized. (laughs) Shut up. We're so socialized. Extra cleanup for all the stuff y'all be wanting. (laughs) I'm sorry. And please men or please our partners, right? Where that's what we do. We want to show up and please you, but we never really sit with what we want ourselves. And so I I would say like the first part is really sitting with yourself and like there's all these quizzes about kinks and it doesn't even have to be kinks or anything like that, but really just sitting with what you like and what you want and then being able to communicate that. And demand what you what you want and need because a lot of times people are eager to um, do that for you and they want you to feel good, which is a key to hopefully like an actual mm-hmm. good partnership. And then B, um, especially a lot of women I noticed too, don't really know their bodies. They don't know what mm-hmm. they like. Um, and so it's very important for you to know yourself and, and know what turned you on and, and know what you like and what you want to do. And, and to again, boldly do that and boldly step into those spaces. Cause also we'll, we'll get around a partner around somebody. And then it's like, you get all like, <laughs> and it's like, just, you know, practice. Like, even if you have to have a, a alter ego or something, or you got to hype yourself up. Cause sometimes we do have to do that. Mm-hmm. It, it feels funny sometimes I think taking control. And also sometimes we don't want control, right? Like I don't think I don't, I don't I have to think about people all day and, and manage people and all kind right of now. stuff. Right. I don't want to have to think about all that when I'm with a partner. And so just understand yourself and know yourself. Um, so that you at least can help your partner and, and you guys can like actually manage like that your desires are met. Yep. So knowing yourself, um, exploring yourself, Mm -hmm. communicating it with your partner boldly, um, Mm -hmm. making sure you ask for what you want, 
Um, we talked about yourself. taking care mm-hmm. of yourself, making sure that your cup is full so you can show up in those ways. Like having mm-hmm. intimacy with yourself before you have it with other people. Like making sure that is fulfilled and then you can be full and show up <laughs> playful and sexy because a big part of desire is like the playfulness, the mystery, mm-hmm. the waiting, the anticipation, yeah. like those parts. Yeah. And you can't do that whenever you're not feeling good about yourself. Yeah, you really can't. When, you, when you're coming into something and you're already a little like, they don't do this or... Ugh, he ain't dressed up tonight or whatever. Like, I don't know if you could come in and, and be a character out of mm-hmm. a movie or a book. Like, it really does help. And that's why a lot of people do, like, role plays and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And they like that. But um, it, it, it it's a lot of factors that can block us from just, like, really expressing and trying those things. And what's crazy sometimes is that it's easier to do that with people who don't really fully know you. Like, sometimes mm-hmm. when, like, if you're in a relationship relationship and it's been a while, I think it's harder to, like, spice it up later because it's like dang like you're in such a trap of like however y'all feel or being blah or who i worked all day and i'm just going to my side of the bed or whatever it is right but like it's kind of harder to to juice it up later and so to maintain this kind of level of playfulness and curiosity especially playfulness is one of the most important things and to go back to the beginning like that is something that super turns me on like when you can just be playful with the person and like keep it light like that's so important Um, So laugh and joke and all of those things, um, big, big keys. And I think um, the last part of that, like, is the heaviness that comes into relationships because we expect our partner to be everything for us Mm -hmm. and they expect the same out of us. And that just doesn't work. So that's why it's so important to have that network of Mm -hmm. friends, to have other people that you can call and complain about your day sometimes, because Mm -hmm. when that's all they hear from you, that is not sexy every day. It ain't. And and getting cute to go hang out with your friends too. Cause like Mm -hmm. you taking pictures with your girlfriends and y'all cute. And it's like, like, damn, I don't, yeah, it don't gotta be just for you. Like that I'm getting cute. So yeah, I think that's important for sure to like have these different spaces. Faces. like it take a village <laughs> to mm-hmm. satisfy you <laughs> it really does however however you want to take that but like um yeah pay attention to that and and also like yeah you can't put all your eggs into that one bucket like make sure everybody getting a little piece of the sexiness like we all deserve we do um, we do yeah do do what you need to do lexi look y'all should watch the video she's sharing her <laughs> sexiness right now Ugh. um but then this last part i was re-listening to the esther perel thing and I know, oh come on, stop. Okay. So we always think about our turnoffs. Like what are your top turnoffs or what are the mm. things that shut you down with partners? And they, and she encourages people to think about it instead of like, when you notice in your, you're, you know, you're in a space where you're not desired, all these things, instead of thinking about what do they do to turn me off or what are my turnoffs? Mm. Like, instead of like thinking about what did she say? Instead of like, you turn me off as I get, I feel turned off when mm. I shut down when, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then notice like what that emotion is and what that is. So then you can help mitigate that as best you can. And that's not mm. to say that a hundred percent of this is on you. You know, your partner definitely has to show up too, but instead of always putting things on them, mm-hmm. you can think I shut down when mm-hmm. I feel turned off when someone isn't considerate with me, mm-hmm. when they don't listen to me, when I'm talking to them, when they're not present with me, I, I shut down and I do not feel sexy whenever I don't feel good about myself. Mm -hmm. And then so you can like work on that on your side. Mm -hmm. And along with those things, like I know for me, like I feel shut down if I'm not getting like a certain level of connection. If I'm Mm -hmm. I'm trying to be playful and I'm just like not getting it back or it's like, okay, I'm not here or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like that's a big thing because also what that exercise does, it tells you what's important to you. So like that then triggers like, Oh, uh, like you maybe not being good enough or, oh, am I not desirable? I don't, I don't look good. Oh my gosh, I, I do need to lose a few pounds or, you know, and I think those are the first things that 
I might start to think when it's like, dang, like they act like they don't really like me anymore. Like they don't see me. Um, one of the worst things is like when you get cute and then like everybody else say something except the person <laughs> that, that you might be with or whatever. And it's table. just like, okay. Like, but, but to that same vein, I've been in like in my past relationship where they would always like every time I, I stepped out the bathroom or stepped out dressed and they were like, woo, or say something. And I literally, I remember right now I feel so embarrassed in those moments and I would feel so like, Ugh, and like, don't look at me. And like, but now thinking about it, it's like, dang. But then later you're like, oh, shoot, I wish I still had that because I should have been able to embrace that. But that tells you what you're thinking about yourself, really. And it just felt so awkward. And like they do it all the time or like try to take pictures of me all the time. And that's when I'm like, Ooh, I can't take pictures. But if I'm by myself, you know, I can take a <laughs> selfie or whatever. And it's just like, why? I don't I don't like really at the end of the day, it's like, oh, I don't like how I look or I don't like, you know, whatever about yourself. And so that's kind of goes back to what we're saying about is kind of your responsibility, like how you're framing, how you feel about yourself. And, um, you know, if I don't think I'm sexy, then you, it kind of snowballs and oh, well, mm-hmm. you ain't being, you ain't sexy. Right. And then you just wearing sweatpants around and blah, blah, blah. So, um, I think that is really important to understand what, when you're turned off, but like also what is that kind of saying, about you and what you're thinking. And so spend some time this week thinking about your desire Mm -hmm. and how you can be more intentional. If you know how to please yourself first, what does your self-intimacy game look like? And then how you want to show up (laughs) for your partner. Look, light some candles. You know, take a bath, like (laughs) on a playlist. You know, do you feel sexy for yourself? Because that's really where Mm -hmm. everything starts. You know, and I don't think that we're ever taught about those things. Like, you know, we were all so shamed about our sexuality and feeling these things. But it's so beautiful and it's so fun and it's something that we should absolutely be intentional about. For sure. One thing this year that I've been actually very intentional about um, since I was in the islands before I would go out anywhere. I'm like, let me make sure I put some jewelry on now. Like it's something small, but it's like, mm-hmm. let me actually do a little bit more when I'm doing, when I'm going out instead of, cause I'm, I'm real like simple. Like I'm a, just a top in jeans or top and bottom type girl really. But I'm like, let me think a little bit more about like another layer or a little something to do that's extra. No, razzle, um, razzle. Yeah. And it makes a difference. Like, um, just doing a little bit more. So think about what you need to do to just to feel good. Um, and I encourage you to also, like Carly said, get yourself intimacy game up. But also, like, get yourself real nice and just, like, go out mm. somewhere and go walk around the mall. Go, you know, whatever. Go to go the, to the gas grocery station. store. <laughs> no, don't go to the gas station, child. They're going to be like, hey, sweetheart. They're going to, hey, sweetheart, you to death. You're having a bad day. Jesus Christ. They're going to, hey, sweetheart, you to death. Uh, you can go up in there doing whatever, and they're going to get you. Um, but, yeah, like, do what you need to do, right? And also, for those of you who have a partner um, or somebody already, Think about, like, where are y'all at now on y'all's, like, playful game or, you know, flirting. And, and just how can you keep that going, right? How can you kind of drop all the baggage to to come, like, light and happy and excited and in a way that it's easy for them to reciprocate and easy for them to feel good and easy to make them want to um, want to please you, you know? Like, mm-hmm. when we have an attitude and all that sometimes, it, it'll make them want to do nothing for you. And then we get more of an attitude because we <laughs> want you to do something. So it, it's hard and it feels unfair sometimes that, like, well, I got to be the one smiling and stuff to da da da. But at least try and see what happens. Um, I think it makes a big difference. Catch more flies with honey. So mm-hmm. hit us this week. Um, be, be so intentional about your self-care, self-pleasure, all that. And see you next week. Goodbye, y'all.